Sinking funds are a great way to keep your budget under control and keep yourself out of debt. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the top six sinking funds that I recommend to protect your budget in 2023. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Wendy Coop. This is the Savvy Budget Girl podcast. And on this podcast, we talk about all things personal finance to help you become debt-free and financially free, whatever that looks like for you. So today, like I said, we're talking about sinking funds and how to use them to protect your budget. First, let's discuss what sinking funds are in the first place. Sinking funds are a type of fund, not a savings account, but a fund that is designed to be spent. In other words, you know that when you fund it, you're going to be spending money from it. You know that there's a possibility that that fund could go down to zero, but that's okay. That money is designed to be spent. And there are millions of categories that you could have for sinking funds But to keep it simple, especially if you're new to budgeting and cash budgeting in particular, I'm going to give you my top six recommendations for sinking funds you should include in your budget in 2023. Let's start with my first, and these are in no particular order, by the way. So this is not an order of importance or whatever, um, just the way they came to my head. All right. So the number one or the first sinking fund that I recommend is car maintenance. This is a huge one, Um, and this is going to be true whether you drive or not, and I'll tell you why in a second, but car maintenance is one of those big things that can push you into debt if you're not prepared to buy new tires, to fix the transmission, um, to pay for that 90,000 mile uh, maintenance, uh, you know, that goes on at 90,000 miles. I know what I'm talking about. I just can't get the words. But um, like my car is due for 90,000 miles for a tune-up um, in about 5,000 miles. And so the dealership was like, yeah, it's going to cost $1,100. And I'm like, Shh, forget that. I'm not paying $1,100. And so I'll probably get it done at Pet Boys. Um, so pro tip, you can save money by not going to the dealership. Just make sure that wherever you go to get your car service, they are doing the service that is right and recommended for your vehicle. Anyway, so car maintenance, tune-ups, tires, oil changes, wiper blades. Um, You can include car washes in there if you want. Um, I have a monthly subscription to the neighborhood car wash, um, so I can go every day if I want to, and it only costs me $37 a month, and that is pretty cool. So all I have to do is go twice, and I've (laughs) I've used, uh, I've I've made back my money, um, so to speak. But yes, these are all the things that you want to look at when when it comes to your vehicle or vehicles um, throughout the year. And the older your car is, the more money you're going to need in this fund, okay? Because there are less things that are going to be covered by the manufacturer's warranty or even an extended warranty. We're not going to talk about extended warranties today, but you can be sure that's coming up in a future episode. Now, If you don't have a car and you take public transportation or you just don't have a car, you should also have a car fund so that if you need to rent a car, if you need to take an Uber or a Lyft or a taxi or something like that, 
um, you have the money and you're not scrambling and putting it on a credit card. Well, you can still put it on a credit card, but at least if you have the cash, you know that you can pay that credit card off later. So whether you have a car or not, have a car maintenance or simply a car fund. One of the things that Dave Ramsey recommends is if it costs more to fix the vehicle than it would to replace the vehicle or something like that, then you may want to consider replacing the vehicle. Again, this is subject to your ability to come up with money to replace said vehicle, which is a whole different sinking fund or savings account, if you will. So um, that is the first sinking fund that I recommend. The second sinking fund that I recommend is one for Christmas slash holidays. So it's either going to be for Christmas or it's going to be for holidays. The reason why I single out Christmas is because, and at the time of this recording, we are just three days past Christmas, but many of you listening to this podcast and many Americans out there went into debt to have a quote unquote good Christmas, whatever that means. You know, you can have a good Christmas without going into debt. You can have a good Christmas without buying all the things. But what we're talking about here is being prepared for the Christmas season. The average American will spend about $1,100 uh, or will have spent $1,100 this year in 2022 on Christmas. And many of those purchases, according to uh, NBC, will be put were put on credit cards. And with credit card rates rising, um, especially with the Fed continuing to up the interest rates, this is not a good idea, you guys. It is not a good idea to keep putting these Christmas purchases on credit cards, especially if you didn't have the cash to pay for the purchase in the first place. Now, again, if you pay off your credit card bill every month, that's this is I'm not talking to you. But for those who don't, and this is myself included, which is why I need to be on a debt-free journey. For those of us who don't, it is important that we pay for holidays with cash. And when we talk about Christmas, we're talking about not just gifts, but we're talking about food, clothes, decor, decorations, uh, travel, anything Christmas related. So what you're going to do is total all of your expenses from Christmas this year, add 20% or more if you plan on traveling next year and you didn't travel this year, add in the cost of travel, add in that 20% buffer to account for rising costs. And then you're going to divide that by the number of months that you have to save until Christmas. If you are listening to this right when this episode drops, then you've got another 12 months to save. Congratulations. But maybe you're listening to this in July and you only have five months to go. Don't worry. You can still have a good Christmas saving with the time that you have. Maybe you have to adjust what you give or how you give, but you can still have a good Christmas and it doesn't rely on you buying people expensive gifts. Okay. We'll talk about that in another episode. Now on to number three, the third sinking fund that I recommend is technology. This can include new computers, new headphones, new phones. I'm team Apple, by the way. Um, so everything, pretty much everything I have runs on the Apple ecosystem, iPad, MacBook Pro, iPhone, you name it, I got it. Apple Watch, of course. Um, but the point is, is that this is another area where people tend to go into debt unnecessarily. I know I did. 
because I was surprised by buying a new computer in September when I really wasn't planning on buying a new computer. And that was an extra $2,000. Well, now I can say, okay, well, I just bought a computer in September, barring any emergencies, which is what an emergency fund is for borrowing, barring any emergencies. If I'm planning this purchase ahead of time, let's say I get two years out of this computer. So I take $2,500, divide that by 24 months. And that's how many, that's how much money I need to save each month in order to replace my computer. And you can do this again, like I said, with iPhones, with, um, anything tech related. But again, these pieces of tech tend to be expensive. And sometimes I know that there are discounts out there that you can only get if you pay in full. So you're not paying on payments. And again, why do you want to be on payments? Why do you get on payments? It's because usually you didn't have the money to pay in full in the first place. So like for me with my phone, my iPhone, I put it on payments um, because I didn't have the money to pay for the whole thing up front. But had I bought the phone from Apple itself, I would have wanted to use my military discount. And the only way for me to do that is to pay for the cost of the whole phone upfront. So it's good to have that money in a fund, in a sinking fund, so that you can replace your phone, so that you can replace your camera, so that you can replace your laptop or your tablet or your iPad or, 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 or any of the other things. So that's the technology sinking fund. Number four is the back to school sinking fund. And I like this because again, if you have kids or if you're in school yourself, you know that the school year or the semester is coming. So let's be prepared for it. This is not a surprise. Just like Christmas is not a surprise. Just like any of these other holidays are not a surprise. Birthdays are not a surprise. Anniversaries are not a surprise. Let's plan for back to school as well. That includes um, regular clothing, uniforms, supplies, calculators, um, lunch boxes, backpacks. Um, maybe you get your child's hair done special for back to school. Maybe you're, I hope your child gets a haircut because most kids do get haircuts as they're going into school. Back to school funds also include trips to the doctor for sports or for annual physicals. So make sure you account for those as well. And any immunizations you may have to pay for out of pocket or paperwork fees included with the cost of going to visit the doctor for say sports physicals and things like that. So look at everything that you paid for that had to do with back to school. Again, total it add 20%. Divide it by the number of months uh, you have before you start buying back to school items. Unless, it, even, and this is even if you accumulate stuff throughout the year, use this fund to accumulate things throughout the year. You don't. Nobody says you have to wait until July or August to buy back to school items, just because that's when they're on sale. If you get a better price some other time of year, do it. Um, but if your best prices are coming in July or August, then by all means, wait until then shoes. Don't forget shoes. If you've got, uh, shoes, socks, tights, if you've got little girls ties, um, if, if you're, if you've got little boys and well, sometimes girls too, depending on the uniform. So again, all these little things that we tend not to think about, 
um, hand sanitizer, tissues, um, anything that's got to go into a class uh, fund. So think about all those things as you create your back to school budget. And again, I will have trackers for all of these in my Etsy shop. If they're not there now at the time of the recording, they will be there at, after the first of the year. The link to my Etsy shop, which is Savvy Budget Girl TV, um, will be in the show notes. So that's number four. Number five is medical. And medical can include both uh, physical health as well as dental or optometry, um, whatever you needed to cover. The point of the medical sinking fund is so that you have money um, for whatever you need to pay out of pocket. So that'll be copays. That'll be whatever the insurance doesn't cover that doesn't fall under copay. That could be over-the-counter medication. That could be paying out of pocket for prescriptions like we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had an emergency dental issue, and that cost us $76 out of pocket. But we hadn't planned for it. I didn't have any money in the medical envelope. We had money in other envelopes, but not in the medical envelope. So I was a little on edge um, until we got this bill because I didn't know how much it was going to be and how we were going to afford it, to be honest. So take, don't let that be you. Make sure that you go into these situations with some measure of confidence. And, you know, if you have a high deductible um, health savings account, well, then put that amount in your medical sinking fund. Just the same as you would put the amount of your car insurance deductible in an emergency fund um, in case of an emergency like a car wreck or something like that, you would want to take the amount of your deductible from your health savings account and put it in your um, in your medical sinking fund. This would also include any out-of-pocket costs for glasses, for eyeglasses, as both my husband and I wear glasses. And I like to have multiple pair of glasses. So, um, you know, I'm accounting for that in my medical fund um, as I fund this sinking fund. I know I said fund a lot, but you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. The sixth sinking fund that I recommend is self-care. And here's what I like about the self-care envelope is that it's not just about manicures and pedicures. It could be you taking a mini vacation. It could be a night out with the girls or a night out with the guys. It could be staying home from work and not worrying about whether or not you're getting paid. It could be buying a guitar if, if or guitar-related things if playing the guitar is part of your self-care. It could be uh, so many things. And what I'm going to do is link in the show notes to something called the self-care wheel. And that'll give you tons of ideas on what you can do for self-care beyond just manicures and pedicures and facials. So what I want you to do is look at the things on that list. Look at the things on the self-care wheel and try to anticipate how much you might need for these various activities. If you want to take a day off of work, well, how much money would that be? How much money would you need to account for to take a day off of work? And by doing that, you'll have a better understanding of just kind of what you can, what you can do. And self-care won't seem so stressful. And just remember, self-care is not selfish. Now, I have a bonus sinking fund for you, and that sinking fund is gifts. 
Now, why do I say the gifts one is optional? And, and when I say gifts, I'm talking about G-I-F-T-S. That is optional because for many of you, you're going to roll that into your holidays or Christmas envelope anyway. Some of you are just going to cash flow gifts as they go throughout the year. But for many of you, you're going to want to take a separate sinking fund and envelope for your birthday, anniversary, retirement, um, congratulations on your new puppy, <laughs> whatever, um, gifts, um, especially gifts you didn't think about before. So those are the kinds of things you'll run up. You'll want to put in this sinking fund. So there you have it. Six with a bonus seventh sinking fund that you could put in your budget for 2023 that will help keep you out of debt and keep you sane. We want to do this budgeting thing and do it well. No one's going to be perfect when they start. No one's going to be perfect the 50th time they budget. But the point is, is for you to keep at it. You will dial in your system. You will find what works for you and you will succeed. Sometimes we need to rein in our spending. Other times we need to increase our income. And sometimes we just need to do both to reach our savings and debt payoff goals. So with that, make sure that you check out the Etsy shop. Um, and if you like this content, but you prefer to watch videos, check out the YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe. All the links will be in the show notes. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.